Tomoko? Hi. Koko de atte kurete arigato. Daishibu? Nice! Did I sound fluent? Native! Wow! I had Native, to Japanese. give money to our like building manager today, oh, so I just uh, memorized that little phrase. Oh, so. very good! Thank you so yeah, much! Learned. You have been learning so much. I'm trying. I can even read hiragana now, so yeah. you know, we're very fluent over here. <laughs> Hi everyone! Thank you so much for joining us for Japan Crime Days! We are very excited to be here today. Yes. Today, we're gonna be talking about Sakakibara Seito, also known as Boy A. On March 16th, 1997, 10-year-old Ayaka is walking home with three of her friends from Tainohata Elementary School. They were walking home when a man wielding a hammer attacked them. The three little girls were able to escape, but Ayaka Yamashita was beaten to death with the hammer. One of the girls who escaped from him, she remembers that the man was wearing school uniform and she, he also was holding a school bag. So she told her parents that, and so her parents went to school, like junior high school, uh, I forgot elementary school, around that area. Yeah. And then parents asked teachers, please give us the information of the students. And then the school rejected. Right. Yeah. For like privacy purposes, I yes, think. Yes, like we cannot give the, the information. The parents wanted to see like a roster and a photograph of all the kids so that the little girl could point out who it was, but the school refused. And I'm not sure why police didn't get involved, but anyway, they, they did not find out who the man with the hammer was. On March 27th, 1997, so just two months later, a school janitor arrives at Tonohata Elementary School, the same one that... Ayaka Yamashita attended, and on the front gate, he received the shock of his life. On the front gate of the school was a little boy's head. The head belonged to 11-year-old Jun Hase, which was a special needs student at the Tanahata Elementary School in Kobe. The boy, the, the head, ear, the, his ears were cut, and Ooh. also his mouth were cut until cheekbone, both sides. Oh, that's so sick. And inside of his mouth was a letter. Written in red ink, the letter said, This is the beginning of the game. Try to stop me if you can. I desperately want to see people die. It is a thrill for me to commit murder. A bloody judgment is needed for my years of great bitterness. So, yeah. (laughs) Someone really has some problems, I think, Mm -hmm. to say the least. So the police didn't have any leads, and even though the little girls from earlier had said that there was a man wearing a school uniform, I would have assumed everyone would have thought that it was a student, but everybody seemed to think that it was an adult man that was uh, committing these crimes. Yes, people, police say maybe like 30, 40 men. On June 6, another letter was sent to Kobe Shinba, Shinban, Shinban, I think that's how you <laughs> which is local newspaper. The paper was three pages long, written in red ink, and signed Sakakibara Seito. And then, like, the kanji for his name 
well, the name that he wrote on the paper was translates to in English alcohol, devil, rose, saint, fight. And maybe you could talk about kanji real quick for people yeah. who don't really know what kanji is. Okay. At first, the name is not real at all.、Mm. It's, his name is spelled unusually.、Oh, like, so you、really? would like, never come across this name like, in the w o r l Never.、Okay. Never. I think he thinks the name is cool. That, that's why he made that name. Kind of not like, Kakoi. Yeah, yeah good job. It's Kakoi. <laughs> yeah, Dasai, right? Dasai. <laughs> you know Dasai. I know Dasai. Good job. <laughs> Dasai, for those listening, means、yeah. lame. So, yes. Trying to use much slang over here. <laughs> good job, Christy. Thank you. Anyway, back to the story. Yeah, okay. And so, Ichi Kanji has meaning, like what you say, mentioned, like Rose saying, like that. But、mm. phonetically, you can read Sakakibara Seito. But it doesn't mean anything, the whole kanji, like the, everything together. It doesn't、right. mean anything. Okay. Yes. And like, so the kanji, like, the English alphabet is just like A, B, C, D, and that's exactly what it is.、Mm-hmm. But kanji kind of represents pictures. Like, each kanji represents like something. Like, there would be one kanji for alcohol.、Yes. It wouldn't really be like spelled out like alcohol. It、yes. would be one kanji for alcohol, one kanji for devil. So, two kanji for rose. Right. Okay, interesting. Anyway, so the letter ca- claimed responsibility for the death of Jun Hase. And the leather, the leather, the letter, <laughs> red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Okay, the letter blamed the Japanese school system for making him feel like an invisible person. And honestly, this is gonna be a reoccurring theme throughout today's episode is how. Possibly the Japanese school system, especially in, like you said, you were telling me earlier, especially in the 90s and early 2000s, that it put、mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on students. I think so, especially study wise, like academically.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it makes it very competitive, right? Like、yes. Like the school system. Exactly. Ah, interesting. Okay, so maybe that also came into play why this person feels like an invisible person. So the Japanese media released the letter that he wrote. But it misspelled his kanji? The kanji was okay. Okay. Correct. Yeah. But they, maybe they sound differently. Ah.、Yeah. Maybe they didn't, they didn't pronounce the, his name properly. Yes. He wanted us to say Sakakibara Seito. But I think the police say Onibara Seito. Saka Onibara Seito, I think. Ah, and it like made him so angry. Yeah. And you can read that way too, because we don't. We don't know how to read it. Right, but just the way that they did it, like,、yes. it made him mad. Yes. So the killer wrote back another letter that said he would kill again if they kept saying his name wrong. And he said, If you think I can only kill children, you're mistaken. So then, of course, the Japanese public was like freaking out because they think there's like some 30 something year old killer on the loose killing、yes. kids and maybe gonna kill adults. So on June 28, 1997, a 14 year old student dubbed Boy A was arrested and charged with the murder of Jun Hase and Ayaka Yamashita. So in Japan, it's very interesting because trials for minors are totally closed, as in, the family of the murder victims don't get to attend. They don't release the names of the murderer. So, the 14 year old boy, who's now being called Boy A, his name is not released in the public. It's not released to the family. 
And even the circumstances under which June was killed, the parents were not able to know. So all they know is that his head was found on a gate. They don't know really what happened, what led up to that, why did it happen. They don't know anything and there's no way that they are able to talk with the murderer to find out any information. So why is that Tomoko? In Japan, under, but to that 18 years old yeah. kids, we, we all, even if they do something bad, like murder, steal something, mm-hmm. we don't, we cannot know their name, their only age, I think. Only age. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. they were saying is that like they know how old the kid was, but they don't know anything else surrounding the yes. circumstance. Yeah. No name. No. I don't. We cannot know their family. We cannot do anything. Anything was protected. By is it like a police. privacy thing? Like, yeah, privacy. Ah. Because they are people, or police, maybe police. I don't yeah. know. People expect them to be a better person in the future so that they can work. Ah, so they don't want to, like, botch their, like, future records or anything like that? Mm. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Although, I mean, if I was a parent, I would definitely want to know what happened to my child. So, anyway, we'll get to that later. We can discuss that later. So, anyway, the trial for Boy A was held. And the Hase family and um, and Ayako Yamashita's family were not able to see the trial. They didn't even really know the outcome of the trial. They don't know if he was even charged or anything like that. Nothing is told to the families of the victims, and it's so sad to me. Anyway, Boy A was sentenced to six years in a medical reformatory, and then he was released. Just like that. Gets to walk the streets, and nobody knows his name, nobody knows his face, and he assumes a new identity. He, of course, he can get, he get new name, Mm. so no one knows, no one knew that... That is so crazy yes. to me. So you're you're like anyone you're working with or like at the grocery store it could have be. been this could, boy. Yeah. And like everybody knew about this story, right? Like everybody in Japan knew. How crazy is that? That you're like, who's boy A? Like yeah. your whole life like wondering and I think that back then a lot of rumor uh, were yeah. going around. So But no one ever knew like exact information. No one no one knew. Yeah, that is crazy to me. So now boy A is released and he's a free man and he's 21 years old so he gets to just walk around with a new identity. Then his name is finally leaked and kind of circulated through the media and his real name is Sinichiro Azuma. However, that was really hard for me to find. So even in like most news outlets, they're still calling him boy A. Um, So... Again, like, it's not really known that that's his identity. And especially now, because he's definitely assumed a new identity since yes, this. Yes, so yes. who even knows who he, what name he goes by nowadays? Yeah, I think uh, I've heard he changed, like, three times. His, he changed his name three times already. That's so is that crazy. real name? That's what it says that his real name is. Like original. Like- However, I don't even know if that's really his real name oh. because, like, that's just what I find online from websites. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who even knows? Yeah. So anyway, this is what the media is saying that his real name is. And, yeah, it doesn't even matter because he works under different aliases and he just lives a normal life now. However, in 2015, on June 10th, Boy A, or Sinichiro, or whatever the heck his name is, 
released an autobiography titled Zeka. Yes. What does Zeka mean? Mm, actually, the kanji, it means, if I tra- translate directly, it means no more songs. Okay. Why would he, why would he put that? I've never seen that kanji before. So I think he just... This guy just likes to like make yeah, up random like, things. Like Sakakibara Seito made, yeah, made make it up. Name. Well, actually, that was the other interesting thing about this case was that like police really compared it a lot to the Zodiac Killer. I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar? Zodiac? The yes. Zodiac Killer. Yeah. yeah, in California in like it's the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And like they kind of compared it to that, like the random symbols and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's, they use red sign. Yeah, red, yeah, red yeah. Ink. Yeah, so red? it was pretty similar yeah, to that. Similar. Anyway, in his book, he really provides great detail about his early life. And actually, I couldn't read the book because it doesn't have an English translation, but you know a bit about the book. Can you tell us what was in it? Okay, about his childhood? Yeah, the Zeka book. Yeah, Zeka his childhood okay. and such. So he, uh, he, te- he talked about his childhood. He, was, he mentioned about his grandma. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he was... Actually, his family was really... Is it okay if I talk about Yeah, go family? ahead. Like, his family is really nice family. Yeah. And like, he, a super middle-class, like, regular Japanese family. Like, yes. nothing crazy or special. Like, just normal. Yeah, very normal. And two, uh, his parents are really nice, I think. Like, not crazy people. Yeah. And also, he has two siblings. Yeah. I think that was, like, the shocking thing about this, too. Because usually, like, in cases like this, you will see that, like... Maybe they were abused when they were kids or like something maybe had traumatic had happened to him. But as far as like anyone could tell, he seemed pretty normal, like family wise at least. Yes. He always like people say, people assume that he had something trauma when he was young, but he always rejected. No, Mm. it's not like my family is normal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. But he mentioned about his childhood, right? At first, he likes to kill animals. That's never a good sign. Yeah, like, <laughs> he killed a lot of cats. I think birds, too. I love cats. Yeah, you love cats. No, and please. They, I'm wearing cat not... slippers right now. Oh. You can't see them, but I have them Sad. on. Oh, no, I don't want to Sad. Do you know what he was collecting? What was he collecting? Cat's tongue. No, I love their little sandpaper tongues. So scary. Sad. What a sicko. Anyway, gross. Yeah. And then he, uh, and he, he was a grandma child. Grandma child. The grandma's grandma boy. boy. Grandma's <laughs> boy. <laughs> grandma <laughs> child. I love it. Okay, he was grandma's boy. He was grandma's boy. So he really liked his grandma, but grandma passed away, and he re- he was really sad, and he visited his grandma's house again and again like mm. many times and then one day like he found a vibrator <laughs> grandma's vibrator <laughs> wait what <laughs> no <laughs> for massage 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 oh my god okay massage. so like a massage for like massaging yourself massage not vibrator. a grandma's vibrator yeah. great okay i was like grandma get freaky okay grandma <laughs> Genki, yeah, Genki. Genki. <laughs> Ultimate Genki grandma. Okay, love it. Okay, so he found grandma's. Get your mind out of the gutter. She found yeah. grandma's massager for like, massager. her back or something. Okay, okay. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> and, okay. then, and then he found it. And then he he used it as a sexual way. Ah, uh, okay. Like he get he got so excited and then he used it. 
mm-hmm. and then he felt really good. So, grandma's dead and feel good. Ah. In his head, it's equal. Ah, like, so he like somehow got the wires crossed of like sex and then like death. Death. Yes. Combined. Okay, yes. I see. I see. So every time he mentioned about it, like, so every time he sees like death bodies, mm. he gets so excited. Weird. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's what he talked about in the book. Like, yeah. That childhood. When he was when he was a kid. Okay, yeah. so he obviously had like weird murder fantasies and tortured animals, and then he also, I mean, even in his letter, he mentioned how he was like overwhelmed with school. So in the book too, he like, I get this is me like generalizing from what I've seen. Um, he like recounts mur- murdering the two children as well. Like he really goes into detail about what he did. So. He claims to have seen Ayaka walking home from school, and then that's when he decided to bludgeon her to death with a hammer once he got a bit um, in more of a secluded area. And then, like, oh, this is a really disgusting part. So, on May 27th, he coaxed Jun Hase into the wooded area behind the school, and there he tortured him and he strangled him to death, and then he used a hacksaw to decapitate him. And he hid June's body under a house before placing the head on the school gate. So anyway, boy A ended up selling this book and he made a ton of money. So it's kind of exactly like Tatsuya Ichihashi. If you listened to our last episode, he did the same thing. So it's horrible. And then June Hase's father actually tried to fight the book's publication, ultimately lost because the book was published anyway. And he's actually still currently trying to get a law passed to ban murderers from being able to publish books about their murders. So being able to stop people like Boy A and stop people like Tatsuya Ichihashi from publishing books to basically draw out the family's horror and have to relive that every day. Mm. So that's just horrible. So kind of what we're going to talk about now is like the age of responsibility in Japan, which Mm -hmm. at the time that this was all happening was 16. So basically if you were like 16 and under, you get like pretty much a slap on the wrist for this kind of stuff. Like, you know, he brutally murdered two people and he got six years in a rehabilitation center, Mm. which in America, juvie is vastly different from Japan's juvie. Like, in America, juvie is more like prison. Mm-hmm. In Japan, it's like quite different uh, from what I think. Yes, I think it's so different. I think it's more like school. Right. Not prison, prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they... But kid, kids there work. Okay. But... So like teach like life skills more? Yeah, like life that kind of skills. Stuff? Okay. Yeah, they get, up, they get up certain times and they, they have to sleep certain time and then they work during the day. Right. But it's not prison, prison, I think. Okay. Mm. So more, it, like, it more focuses on, like, rehabilitation versus, like, yes. punishment. Of yes, it. not punishment, I think. Oh, of course, it's, working is punishment for them. Right. Already, but more focus on teaching how to live in society, oh. how to be a good person, right. how to feel sorry. Okay. What they did. Right. Before, yeah. And this boy A did not feel sorry at all in his, yeah. like... Reaccounts of the murders and stuff. He didn't seem like he was sorry at all for what he did. 
he just like blamed the school system, blamed everybody else for his problems, and didn't even apologize to the family, really. Mm, he didn't. Mm, horrible. So anyways, I want to kind of talk about another case that you actually said you weren't familiar with, but I just want to tell you about it because I do think that it's interesting and it is like important and it does have to do with what we're talking about. So I want to tell the story of 13-year-old Yuhei Kodama. In 1993, Yuhei left home for school and he never returned. His father went to search for him that evening and found that his son had been beaten to death inside the elementary gymnasium. So his dad was actually the one to find him. Like, you know, he, he didn't come home that night. So he was like, ah, oh, he's probably at school still. So he went over to the school and he stalled the gym doors open and he went inside and he found his son was in the fetal position on the floor. And um, he had been like horribly, horribly beaten and rolled up inside of the gym mats. Like, you know, they have those mats that are for, like, tumbling or yes. something like that. He had been rolled up inside of one of the mats, suffocated to death, and then taken out and laid on the floor. Same as the case before, the police would not release what had happened, like, leading up to Yuhei's death. They, all the dad knew was that he was clearly just beaten to death, and that was it. They didn't release any of the boys that were involved or people that doesn't say that it's boys, but they didn't release any of the people that were involved. It was a totally closed trial and the family didn't know what happened to their son or he'll killed him for years. And they just had to kind of like speculate. So the dad thinks that maybe what had happened, and they actually they still don't even know what really happened after all these this time, they still don't really know. Um, the dad just speculates that maybe the boys were jealous of Yuhei because Yuhei was like at the top of his class for test scores. And then some of the boys maybe were like jealous. lower on the totem pole mm. and maybe jealous. And he, the dad re-encountered that maybe there, or the dad talked about that there is a lot of competition in Japanese schools and a lot of pressure on young kids, especially during like the 1990s. Yeah. So that could have come into play. So the family really didn't know anything for, for years what happened. And I guess finally it was leaked what had happened to the boys. Three of the boys went to reform school for a few months. Months. Like, that's it. For killing someone. And one boy got two weeks of school suspension. And the other three boys were left uh, completely out. Like, they didn't get any type of punishment for it whatsoever. And they're all their identities are all still sealed. So the dad doesn't even really know who the kids are that killed his son even to this day another uh, case that had happened that i thought was interesting was takakazu (laughs) sorry let me try to say it better takakazu kaze takakazu is his first name kaze is his last name he was 16 years old uh from osaka and he was beaten up by a boy from another school like beat and when i say beaten up i mean he was like severely severely beaten and he ended up dying in the hospital. Um, the boy who did that, again, his name was not released to the family. The family had no involvement in the case whatsoever. And the boy was released after one year at a reform school. Just one year. Even though he killed. Even though he killed another boy, awesome. he was released because 16 years old. So yeah. 16 and under, you just get reform school, basically. Um, and... Yeah, I think that's just horrible. And actually, um, with the help of uh, Takakazu's family, uh, Japan reevaluated the rules. And this took like a lot of work on their end and a lot of like 
talking to media outlets, uh, Japan changed their law of minimal age of criminal responsibility from 16 to 14. So now it's 14 thanks to his family. So I don't know. I mean, it's such a hard thing because America, like, has such strict laws for kind of committing crimes when you're a kid. Like, there have been cases in America where kids have received life sentences. Like, kids have received life sentences, which I guess it's one of those things, like, it becomes an argument of, like, when are they actually responsible for what they've done? Mm -hmm. And I do believe that Japan is too light on the sentencing. Like, if that was my kid, I would be absolutely furious if the kids who killed my kid received one year. Not enough. The punishment. It's not enough. Not enough at all. But the other part that makes me, like, question that is the fact that I came across a statistic that says that in America, or sorry, in Japan, one out of every four kids that get sent to a rehabilitation, like juvenile detention center, one out of every four recommit the crime. In America, out of kids who are sent to juvenile detention centers, three out of the four kids commit crimes. So it's kind of like, like what's better? Is it better to have the stricter ones? Or Or is it better to have the lighter sentence? But it just is so hard because if I was in the parent's shoes, of course I would want a stricter punishment on the kids. But after they get out from juvenile, right? I think we should meet in the middle, maybe. Yeah, I think so. In Japan, I think uh, juvenile teachers, Mm. they are really good. Like They really want to help a kid. Right. Yeah, they always say, I will help you. I will educate you. I will teach you. Right, it really focuses on the rehabilitation. Yes. Yes. Right. So they're like kind of like, they're so close. Right. Like they don't, like the staff don't treat kids as prisoner. Ah, uh, yeah. And I think that's like a big thing in America, I think, mm-hmm. is like the... Of course, I've never been to juvie, but like <laughs> from what I've like heard about it and stuff and like my knowledge is that it is just like mini prison, essentially, mm. which maybe like reinforces like you're a bad kid or something mm. like that into someone's head. So I think that's why the American the kid in juvenile, they do it again because they think I am bad, I am bad forever. Yeah. So they can do it again. Yeah. But in Japan, like once staff teach, like, oh, you're a good person. You can be a good person. Right. Well, thank you guys for joining us (laughs) with our other episode. This has been a very informative. Tomoko, thank you for doing your research on this one. Thank you so much. (laughs) This is great. So please join us for more in the future. I hope you liked it. If you liked it, please, please, please. Um, I feel annoying doing this. Like, I don't like when, like, YouTubers doing it. But please like and subscribe. Please. (laughs) So we will see you next time. Bye.